This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When doubt tries to cloud our vision, we get to embrace our God-given identity and to stand on His promises. Today on Better Together, Christine Kane, Crystal Evans-Hurst, Havila Cunnington, and Onika McClellan join us for a powerful conversation. You know what seems impossible to man is always possible with God. Come on, let's talk about this. So I was thinking about this story that my best friend told me about when I was visiting her last month. And she had explained that her, she had taken her eldest son on a missions trip to Peru. And while she was in this missions trip, they brought, it was a medical missions trip. So they had doctors and nurses and uh, eye care and all these types of uh, medical professionals that went, including a physical therapist. Well, they had been going day after day and people had been being having their medical needs met. And at one point at the very end of the trip, this woman, came up to them and she was kind of bent over. And I was very clear that one of her legs was shorter than the other, which caused a severe limp. And so she came up and of course it's through Spanish. So she's with an interpreter, they're talking and they say, well, why don't you speak to the physical therapist? So the physical therapist comes over and he looks at her and he says, listen, I can't do anything for you. Uh, you probably should go to the prayer team. Now, I don't know if they <laughs> got it mixed up, but somehow it was, you know, we. I have no medication for that, so I guess we should pray, which I don't know if that's the right rhythm. But anyway, so they they gather around, and so my friend Sarah's there, and she's like, oh, now we got to pray, and this is, you know, this is difficult. This is going to be an obvious healing if something happens. And so she said, we laid hands on her and began to pray over her. And she was kind of huddled over. And then all of a sudden, she felt like the, the Lord told her to lift the girl's arms to let her pray to God, not as uh, somehow that she was like huddled over and victimized, but that she was actually powerful. And she asked her if she wouldn't mind if they lifted her hands. And so she lifted her hands and she began to praise. And as she began to praise God, she looked down and her leg was now the same size. And they said it was obvious, this clear, evident, supernatural moment where her body was instantly healed. Wow. So they said, well, let's check it out. And my friend Sarah is said, I was like doubting it. Like, did this girl shift in her seat? I mean, are you sure? So they get her up and they have her start to walk around. Well, as they have her walk around, this girl is limping, but they can see that her legs are the same size, but she's limping. And all of a sudden, my friend said, I realized that this girl doesn't know how to walk without a limp. Ooh, that's good. She doesn't know how to walk. So she said, I went over to her and I put my arm under her and she said, sweetheart, you're going to have to walk without a limp. You're going to have to learn to re-walk <laughs> without a limp. And so we began to walk around this like little field with her and she had to start to practice how to actually walk without a limp. And when I was hearing this story, I thought, isn't that just like us and God? Like God will tell us, you have a new name. You have this reality about your life. You've got this gift mix. You've got this... And we sometimes think it's going to be natural, but yet we have to actually practice walking with God and walking without the limps that maybe we've always had 
And, you know, today we were looking at the idea of doubt and how doubt comes in. And I remember a time when my limp got in the way and I was a young girl and I was just following Christ. I was newly saved and somebody had asked me to share a testimony in front of a large group of people. And you have to understand somebody with dyslexia and reading and comprehension issues, I don't read in front of people. Have you ever said yes to something and then you realize I probably shouldn't have said yes? <laughs> so this guy got me at a weak moment and I, of course, no impulse control, I'm 17. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Well, all day long, it started nagging at me. I gotta get up, I'm gonna have to get up tonight, I'm gonna have to get up tonight. And then I go into the service that night and there's 6,000 people worshiping the roof off the place and it's just, everyone's excited to be there and I'm having a panic attack. And I literally remember in the middle of worship, I am so filled with fear and anxiety. I get out of my seat and I run out of the building and I run around the building and I am bent <laughs> over in the back of this building as there's 6,000 people worshiping in the crowd. Have you ever been in front of those rooms? You can feel it. And I am bent over and I'm thinking, I need to get out of here. I don't want to do this. I'm terrified. Because oh, no. just because God speaks to you and changes you doesn't mean you don't have a limp from your past and the anxiety. And I'll never forget, I'm bent over and I'm crying. And my dad happened to be there and he knew I was going to share because he's a minister, so he was excited about it. And he came and found me and I'm bent over in the back of this auditorium. And I'll never forget, he walked up to me and he grabbed my shoulders and he looked at me in the eyes and he said, Havala, you're going to have to decide if you're going to live for fear or live for faith. Like it's your choice. But if you don't look at fear as your enemy, it will destroy you. Mm -hmm. And I knew when he said it, it was like life and death was in the right mm -hmm. there. I had to either agree with the limp that I had always had, or I had to agree with the truth that was now mine, the wholeness and the healing and yeah. to actually be a righteous person. So I know in my life, anytime I start to feel like I'm limping, I have to ask myself, is this an old pattern of sin or a, a bad mindset? Or is this really what God says about me? Because this isn't lining up with what he's saying about me. What about you, Chris? Have you ever identified with your spiritual or maybe limp in your own self? Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to laugh imagining you behind a building, like doubled over going, yes, we've all, oh, we've all oh, got yeah. our version of that oh, if you yeah. do what we do. But I remember when, at the, when we were starting um, A21 and I, Nick had been over in Europe for, in Thessaloniki, Greece, where I had had this prompting in my heart, we're supposed to start in Thessaloniki. And Nick, I'll never forget this. So Nick calls me, I'm in the lounge about to get the connecting flight to Thessaloniki. He goes, Christine. And I said, yes, baby. He goes, um, before you get on that plane to come here, I want to remind you that you are a pastor. He says, uh, I have the feasibility report. And um, he said, it's very comprehensive. It's all awesome. But in that report on 10 different occasions in there, from the, it, written in really formal language, but there is a, either the very direct phrase or a derivative of the phrase that says, it will be impossible. Mm -hmm. It will be, and they were giving us all the right reasons why. I mean, they were, Wow. Correct, naturally speaking, economically, politically, sociologically, um, uh, legally. There were all of the reasons that were absolutely right in this feasibility study, but 10 different times. And I could feel Nick's going, you know, Christine, they said that we should probably start in Southeast Asia. And then, you know, I know, Christine, you felt that you had this work. Okay, so I've now got 
all the little group in Greece that have already been convinced because of this feasibility study that this is not, not a go in this region of the world, let's start somewhere. And I remember I'm in the lounge, so I've got all this doubt staring at me and I've got the consultants. Not only that, I paid them to give me this doubt on top of all of that. Say and I won't. So, and I've got this thing and I remember, and again, this is like one of those defining moments. I stand up in the lounge. Now, you've got to imagine in Germany that every eye in that lounge looks at me and out loud there was like this conviction and I went, Nick Kane, like, like, you know, I go, Nick Kane, you tell those consultants before I even get there that God told me we are starting in Thessaloniki and if God said it, we are well able. I just remember that came out of me like, and then it was like I had my own numbers 13, like Caleb going, oh, we're well able to take the land. These giants, it was like they gave me a list of all the giants the giants that I knew already, I already said, the church is embryonic, we don't have the money, there's the mafia, there's no legal. I, I knew all that. I mean, I didn't have to pay you to tell me. <laughs> I knew all of that. And it was like the, the, when Moses sent the spies into the promised land, it's like, hang on a minute, the Lord wasn't saying, go in to tell me if you can take the land. He said, I've already given it to you. Yeah. I just want you to do a mission to see. I'm not saying there's no giants. I just want you to go and check them out. Is there a lot or is there a little bit? Is it big or, you know, is yeah. the other walls fortified or not? He wasn't saying that's going to change whether I can do it or not. That just is, I just want you to tell me what it is. And in that case, it was, I was surrounded by doubt. That yeah. was that thing. And where it was like, there would be no A21 today. I mean, that is the bottom line. There would be no A21 because all of the natural uh, things were it is impossible. And can I just say they were right? It was like in Numbers 13 when 10 of the spies said, we are not able. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they're right. And Caleb said, we are well able. He's right. 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 Whichever one you want to believe is right. You either are not able and without Christ, we would not have been able to do this. It wasn't in my own strength. And I think even when I think of you as a 17-year-old doubled over at the, you know, mm-hmm. In your own strength, you couldn't do it. Couldn't. 100%. You can't do it now no. any more than none of us That's could sit exactly on this program. Right. I'm looking That's at exactly us all. Right. Who are we to be sitting on a Better Together program? Yep. The only difference is I know I can't but I'm absolutely confident God can. That's that's the difference of overcoming doubt. It's not um, that I don't know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. I think, too, that we have to get it out of our head that the path from doubt to faith, while it is a decision, is simple or quick. You know, when you think about um, the example that you were giving, Havila, about, uh, you know, the person learning to walk again without a limp, that initial process of learning to walk is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had my own series of issues with uh, a challenge with one of my feet. And then after having to go to physical therapy. Yes. um, Because I didn't realize, in fact, the way I knew that there was a problem is because other people looked at me and said, you're walking with a limp. What's going on with your foot? You ought to check that out. 
But once I dealt with the problem, once I decided to believe that there was a, a different way for me to operate, I had to unlearn the old habits yeah. and I had to learn how to walk in the new ones. That meant going to physical therapy. That meant a couple of things. It meant that with my belief, I had to couple that with action and I had to learn how to do something that initially felt uncomfortable to do. The path from doubt to faith does not always immediately come with comfort. Yeah. In fact, the, the, the path from doubt to faith is usually marked by our discomfort. Discomfort is actually one of the signs that you know that you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. uh, a new way is because it doesn't feel right on you. But, you know, just like you get a great pair of shoes, you know, with good leather, you know, and you know this shoe fits, but it has to be broken in. It's the same way when you walk in faith. Yeah. You have to break yeah, in to the faith it. that fits you. So, so you can know the faith fits, but still have to walk in it to get comfortable in that new uh, situation. So I think that that comfortable walk. And the other thing about physical therapy is that in that discomfort, there was someone outside of me agreeing with me, championing me and telling me what I was capable of when it didn't feel natural. So that is why the body of Christ is so important. Yes. Because when you want to cross from doubt to faith, when you want to walk from doubt to faith, when you want to go through your own levels of discomfort, having someone else that can walk right, that can say to you, hey, you're doing it right. Uh, Hey, let me stand with you. Let me hold up your arms. Let me make sure you don't fall. Being positioned and honestly humble enough to say, I got to learn how to do this thing and I don't exactly know how to do it. And putting yourself in a place of healing that involves your discomfort, but it also involves someone else's, um, someone else's total confidence that you can do it is important. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too that just because we get the dream or we get the promise or we get the brand new name, I think we get discouraged when, when one of us said it doesn't happen overnight. And we get discouraged when there's opposition, thinking, oh, I must have missed God. Oh, this must not be right because it's difficult, but it's in the difficult that gets us to the other side of the promise. I'm reminded of the adoption of, so we have three kids and two out of our three are adopted. And we adopted our middle son, his name's Grayson. And I remember when I met my husband in college, um, right away, like our second date, he's just very spiritual, more spiritual than me. I shared my story (laughs) in a couple other episodes, but he's very godly. And literally on our second date, he said, I feel called to adopt. I have a heart for missions and I have a heart for other people outside of myself. And I just know whoever I marry, they have to be willing to adopt. And so on our dating journey, I then also started to get a heart for adoption because I also wanted a 6'3 man. Just kidding. (laughs) But um, I did really get a genuine heart for adoption. And um, I remember going to the adoption agency. I remember sitting with the team and I remember them saying, oh, we're going to be able to get you a baby right away. I think about six months. And so we thought, oh, this lines up. This lines up with our call. This lines up with the promise that we're going to be parents um, to our second child. And it's going to come quick. Six months. It all makes sense. We definitely heard from God. Well, fast forward two and a half years later, and we still didn't have our baby. And so many times we would get connected with someone through the agency that would say, okay, this is going to be your baby. So we would get our hopes up and think, okay, it's about to happen. And then time after time, heartbreak after heartbreak. And I remember calling our adoption agency and I remember saying, you know what? We know we are called to adopt, but do not call us, do not connect us with anyone until you have a baby for us. 
and we were at our son's preschool graduation, our oldest son's preschool graduation, and we got a call from the adoption agency, and I thought that it was to tell us that we're about to have a baby, but it was another story of it's not gonna work out. Mm -hmm. So we went home, we were super discouraged. We knew we had the promise, but we started to doubt the promise. We packed up our bags, we lived in Austin at the time, we took our little son and we drove to um, Dallas to go pray. And in the drive to Dallas is when we saw the skyline of Dallas, which is when God spoke to us and said, you are called to Dallas to start a church. And so even in the midst of our brokenness, God was still speaking to our hearts and giving us vision for our future and for a church, even in the midst of us feeling forgotten by God. But fast forward to that time that I called our adoption agency and I said, it's over. Just don't call me till you have a baby. When I said that, and I did not realize this, another birth mom had already picked our family. We had wow. already been picked, but we had felt and forgotten. But just because we feel forgotten doesn't mean that yeah. God has forgotten yeah. us. And so I say all that to say that anyone who is holding on to a promise, anyone who feels like, God, you must not have heard me, he has heard you. Your breakthrough is on the way, your miracle is on the way, but we just have to keep going through the process. Man, that is so profound. And, you know, it's easy to tell the story after. It's way yeah. different to be in the middle of it, that, right? Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of faith to say, you know what, I'm not going to doubt. Um, and one thing that I think has really helped me in my own life is that I, I have to stay in my lane and my time is the time God has for me. It's not compared to anybody else. And we get the comparison is when we start to kind of get lost. You know, when I start to compare, well, they're doing this and I you start to doubt our own story and doubt mm -hmm. what God's doing and their church is this size and they're, they just got to accept it in this school and their kids like love God and I don't know what's happening with mine. And you know, it's a very, it's, it's, it's like all of a sudden we start to see like, I don't know if I'm what I'm doing is right. And it really is about time. I remember wa watching this uh, well-known talk show host. You guys would know who it is. She happened to give cars away at one point. <laughs> and she was talking to this actress who had won all three awards. At, you know, it was a kind of a historical moment. And I remember the talk show host looks at her and says, it's just your time. It's about timing. Mm, yeah. And when she said it, I felt the Holy Spirit just speak to me right there and said, you know what? God opens doors that no man can open and he closes doors that no man can close. And this is about the timing of God. And for many of us, and I would just say it's a demonic time clock. The enemy puts us on this time clock of this is what you're supposed to have, when you're supposed to have it, when it's supposed to happen. And I just want you to know you are right on time because you're smack dab. If you if you want God's will, you'll get God's will. And if you're in God's will, you're right on time. And if he's going to give you something, then he's going to give you his best. You know, and I thought about writing a book called Everybody Has to Wait. Because here's the thing, everybody has to wait. <laughs> everybody, you can't, you know, just because you read your Bible more or speak more or you know, give more, you still, everyone has to wait, whether it's healing, whether it's for a spouse, whether it's for a baby, whether it's for a breakthrough, whether it's a medical, I don't know. But just so you know, uh, don't take it personal if you're waiting. Every yeah. person I know is in the waiting. It's part of being a human. And yeah. it's also part of trusting a God that has a specific time in his hands. Yeah, you know, I say that faith is the currency in heaven. And I think um, that the opportunity yeah. to walk by faith 
That's what the righteous do. The righteous live by faith. The righteous live that my confidence is in a, in a God who knows me, who sees me, who has me on the right place. He has me in the right time. He has me in the right, uh, the, the right mindset to do what I'm called to do. And that faith, that currency of heaven, knowing that everything's okay because I'm doing you know, I, I love Arthur Blessett, and he would say, if you don't feel like God's told you the next step, then just keep doing what he told you yeah, the last time. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep doing what you know to do. Staying in faith, staying confident in yeah. a mighty God who has plans for you, who will never fail you. You can be confident in your identity uh, with what he's called you to do, and just keep going. Keep stepping, keep knowing that his timing is perfect. He's never early, he's never late, he's always right on time. And we have to rest in that. We have to, because I'm telling you I am 58 years old and I turn around and I look back down the timeline of my life and all I see is the faithfulness of God. I see the times of on my knees, giving everything, pounding on my steering wheel, saying, you have got to see my husband's faith, God. You've yeah, got to come yeah. through. You've got to, you know, and, and we've all been in those desperate times of, of ah, I don't know if we can do this anymore. Something's yeah, yeah. got to give. And you turn yeah. around, and it's never the way you're, you think it's going to go. <laughs> you never, you, you can plan it. It never goes that way. God has his own plans, and he's always got the right time. And you can see the faithfulness of God yeah. going back, and I see it forward, too. And that's the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Hey, Lori. Yes. I'm wondering, Abby. if you were to go back, what mm -hmm. would you have told yourself in the waiting, now that you're in this season and you're, I know, obviously we can look at your and Matt's life and see faithfulness and consistency and trust, but what would you tell yourself as a young woman that maybe you wouldn't have known, but now you can? Mm. And what would you tell those of us, that, those that are watching that are younger, that are like, Lori, what would you tell yeah. me if I'm desperate for change or a breakthrough and I'm not seeing it? Yeah, I would just, the confidence in knowing that God's timing is perfect, mm -hmm. that I don't have to be in control of anything. I don't have to, I don't have to, own, I, I mean, there are steps in our lives through just giving your all to own something and to um, uh, owning it to then just stewardship. God's called you to steward over that. I own everything. I want you to steward now. Things like that that we just learned along the way that God will have his way in your life. You just have to trust. You just trust. You can trust God. You can trust God wherever you are, whatever season in life you are in. You just do what you know is right to do today. Do the right thing today. Yeah. And believe God. Do the right God. thing today. Do the oh, right thing today. I love that, Lori. I love it. I can hear your humility and your your heart. You know, we sing this song in our church. It's a Bethel music song, but it 
it says your goodness is running after, it's running after me. And we sing it over and over. And I just, I want you to know if you're watching today and you feel like you're in the waiting and you're weary and you feel like you're hidden and you are, you're Hannah and you've been pleading to God and hoping and maybe it's for a spouse, maybe it's for a child, maybe it's for a healing, I don't know. But somewhere you've been left at a place where you're begging God, God, please, I don't care if I look foolish anymore. I need a breakthrough. I need your reality. And you're feeling overwhelmed right now. I just want you to know, and I wanna speak this over you, if no one else is saying this over you right now, that the goodness of God is running after you. It's going to catch up with you. And God says it's impossible that somebody who has served Him and loves Him and wants His will, it's impossible for them not to get it. And so I just wanna speak to you right now and just to say, don't give up, don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season, uh, you will walk, you will not faint and you will feel a strength of heaven. Even right now, wherever you're sitting, in your living room or in your car and you're watching this, I just speak life over you right now. And I just say, God, come and put your spirit on them right now that they would feel a tangible grace, a a charisma to do what they could not do before. And if you're waiting, I I just also speak to some of you that are waiting for babies. You've been believing for a breakthrough in your womb. I I just see it. I just, I see God opening wombs. And I know we we tend to be scared to ask for that. Don't worry, you don't have to ask. I'm asking for you and I'm asking for a miracle. God has heard your prayer. He knows your heart. And we just ask right now for the miracles to just break out in every heart, in every home that the prodigal would call home that the sickness would break, the fever would break, that the, the 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 family member that's sitting in the hospital right now that needs to come home, we ask that you bring them home. Lord, we pray that any doubt of that the enemy comes in to lie to us about who you are and what you can do would be diminished in this very moment. And we would feel the strength and the grace of heaven, the Holy Spirit rising up on the inside of us and reminding us that we are who He says we are and we can do what He said we can do. And I bless every person watching this in Jesus, including you. Yes, including you in Jesus' name, amen.